Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the In The Saddle podcast where we'll be looking ahead towards this weekend's racing coming from Kelso, Newbury and Doncaster. But before we get into that, let's see how our panel is. I'm joined once again by Liz Batchelor, Paul Callahan, and Izzy Phillips. I'll come to you first, uh, Liz. I'm not seeing you for a couple of weeks but I heard you've not been feeling very well. You've got pneumonia or something. <laughs> yeah, apparently so. Yeah, mild case. Um yeah, I went for an x-ray last week, so that's what it is. Um, but yeah, I'm okay. Got antibiotics. Um, hopefully it'll clear up soon. Yeah, hopefully uh, the racing might be able to take your mind off it at least, and hopefully we can find some winners. And Izzy, um, did you enjoy your uh, trip to Kempton last weekend? Looked like you were having fun, and also as well, we were another Nigel Twiston Davis uh, winner that was uh, one of the veterans. Yeah, I've had some two on the bounce and we're looking for the third this week for Nigel Twist and Davis tips. Um, yeah, Kempton was really lovely. I mean, to get the sunny day like that was just beautiful. Um, some really great winners as well. It was really cool to be um, sort of enjoying Christian Williams' golden hour. That was really amazing. So yeah, lovely weekend. Yeah, certainly one for Chris, uh, one to remember for uh, Christian Williams and could definitely have a few more uh, decent staying races on the agenda over the next uh, few weeks. And how about yourself, Paul? Keeping busy there? Yeah, keeping busy, working away, uh, loving life and looking forward to the weekend. 12 days to go to Cheltenham. Yeah, just under two weeks to go and we'll be launching our Cheltenham preview very soon. So make sure you uh, stay posted for that. So let's get into it then. Um, we're going to start off at Kelso and all the races we're going to be previewing are will be available to watch on ITV. So the first one we're going to look at is in the 132 at Kelso. It's the Bet365 Premier Novices Hurdle. It's a Grade 2 contest. And we'll go to Liz here first on this one. Uh, Liz, who did you like in this race? Um, I like North Lodge in this race. Um, so um, he last ran at the end of January. I think it probably would have been interesting had um, Hillcrest um, had it, hadn't unseated his rider fairly early on. Um, he's won by two and a half lengths um, to Balco Coastal. Um, and, um, yeah, I, I quite, I quite like him. I think he's quite a nice type. Um, so yeah, I've gone with, uh, North Lodge. Yeah, he's definitely an interesting horse. I remember when he caused a bit of an upset on his debut at Aintree and, um, he then obviously confirmed that form. Not sure about it last time out. It does have to give away the five pound penalty, but you have to say mm -hmm. he's done nothing wrong and could be open to the vast amount of improvement. So North Lodge for Liz. How about you, Izzy? Um, you in agreement with uh, Liz with North Lodge or do you like something else? Um, a bit boring for me on this one, actually, because I quite like um, the favourite Richmond Lake. Um, you've got John McCain still in, still in good form. Um, he was three lengths behind John Bomb. Um, so you, I, I just really like that bit of form. Obviously, we've seen John Bond, I think it was this week or was it last week, um, at the Henderson Stable open day before Cheltenham. And obviously, he looked fantastic. Um, I think he did a little bit of work at potentially Kempton as well. And, you know, the thoughts are that it's all looking very good. Um, so I just like that form. And he's also got an entry in the Martin Pipe at Cheltenham. Um, you know, like we were saying before we come on air, there's probably a few here that are looking to get that sneaky run in and then get to the festival in a few of those handicaps as well. So I just quite like quite like the look of Richmond Lake. I think he's quite a worthy favourite. 
Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that Jumbon form stands up. If he was to win this, obviously there could be another tidal wave of money in the Supreme, but this time it could be for, for Jumbon. Obviously, so Gerhard was the, the market mover today. And yeah, who knows? Uh, Richmond Lake um, Jumbon fans would certainly be hoping he wins. And the Martin Pipe entry could be interesting as well. Maybe someone like Theo Gillard, who's been doing well uh, for Don McCain this season, Peter Kavner. That maybe that one of them could uh, take take the ride if uh, they decide to go down that route. And how about you, Paul? Who did you like in this one? Yeah, like Izzy, I did have a look at Richmond Lake. However, I think he's better. He's going to be better with more juice in the ground. Bowen's only good to soft at, at Calso, and it, it generally wouldn't get it, it would get more testing up the home straight or in, indeed on that run into the cross flight as opposed to, to right the way around. Soft at Kelso wouldn't be that soft elsewhere. So for that reason, I'm going to side with North Lodge, who was a perfect two from two over hurdles. He was a thought he was a real gutsy winner at Cheltenham last time out in that two and a half mile race, a grade two contest. He got the better of Balco Coastal, the race course that Hillcrest was taken out of it at the first hurdle down the back. I thought he was I thought he showed a cracking attitude and probably still more to come from him. You know, he's it's only going to be his third start over hurdles, still learning on the job. Adrian Heskin goes to, to Kelso. I'm sure he could have had a, a choice of going to, to a number of meetings on Saturday. If that is the case, he's gone to Kelso. And I think North Lodge, who's around about the three to one mark, I think could look at a huge value come shortly after one thirty two on Saturday afternoon. Okay, so we've got two votes then for North Lodge and our side with um, Izzy and make it two with Richmond Lake. So uh, diverse opinions there uh, for the first race. We then move on to the next race we're going to preview, which is the 205 Bet365 Handicap Hurdle. Who did you like in this one, Paul? Yeah, the one I like here is the Nicky Richards trained Famous Bridge, who has yet to finish out of the first two and three completed starts over hurdles. I thought he was in lucky to part company with Brian Hughes at the final fight at Kelso last time out when looking like he was going to score once again. He's rated 118. He's a handy way to 10 stone three. Brian Hughes, I'd imagine, would have had the, the choice to ride a couple of these. Donald McCain runs Heart of Steel. And, you know, for, for that reason, he, he teams up with, with Keith Douglas. He may have had the choice to ride one night in Milan. So if that is the case, he's he's chosen the Nicky Richards train, famous bridge, who I think it represents a bit of value at 4-1. Yeah, he's definitely an interesting horse there. Um, off his mark of 118, I think he's got a bit more improvements come and the jockey booking of Brian Hughes says it all really um I'll come to you here on this one Liz um famous bridge do we quite like his chances um I prefer I've gone with heart still um for this one um he's arriving on a three-timer um he's won five of his uh 14 starts over hurdles and he did win his maiden hurdle um at Kelso um, back in October 2020. Um, he's gone up £4 in the handicap, but he's got a claim on board with Peter Kavanagh, um, who's claiming seven. Um, and I think, um, yeah, I think he'll go forward from that. Yeah, he's definitely a very genuine horse heart still. I remember putting him up on the YouTube channel when he won back um, in January at Bang on D. And yeah, he's definitely probably going to be running promptly and I wouldn't put you off him if you, if you liked him uh, at the prices. And how about you, Izzy? You've got the final say on this one. Yeah, um, on this occasion, I'm with Paul. Um, I think that I'll, I'll be here looking for a Hughes double um, and the late Trevor Hemmings, obviously, same colours, so looking for a quick fire double there for me. I think Paul said it all, really, but I do really like the fact that, you know, he's got, I think, what looks a, a good weight here and un, 
I'm definitely unlucky to unseat last time, never out of the first three. I think he looks the pick here. And yeah, I, I personally thought he was going to be shorter when I looked at the odds. Yeah, I agree. He is a bit of a price there. Maybe he hasn't quite been the most genuine in the finish and that he's maybe blotted his copy, copybook a couple of times. But I think it's all there to be seen as Mark of 118. You'd like to think he's at least got maybe £10 in hand um, when he becomes a finished article. Um, and yeah, he's just maybe not been the most straightforward of horses. But uh, yeah, he is a definitely off a good mark. So interesting thoughts there from the panel. A couple of votes for Famous Bridge. And uh, Liz quite like the chances of Heart of Steel. Uh, we'll go to Izzy for the next race, which is the 240, the Bet365 Premier Chase, a listed contest. And we saw this race won last year by Cloth Cap, who then went into solid favouritism for the Grand National. Do you think we could see another horse lurking in here, um, Izzy, maybe for Aintree? Um, I don't know. I think the one that I'm going for, Windsor Avenue, I think in Windsor Avenue could have absolutely bags and bags of stamina. Um, just looking at his last run where he got back up to get the better of storm control um, at Doncaster last time. I just think that it looks like um, he'll stay the trip here. Obviously, I think he looks like he's going to really enjoy it. And I, I think he could run them ragged. I, I just think he'll have a great day. I mean, if you watch that last race back, um, poor old Storm Control coming into the turn looked like he was going to get the better of Windsor Avenue. And um, um, it was McConville at the at the time um, absolutely flying. I'd actually backed Storm Control. I thought, yeah, all over winner, pick your money up. And Windsor Avenue really fought back. Um, if you also look at that race as well, that form has been franked because you've got Captain Ord in there in third, who then obviously has come out and won um, at the weekend as well, just gone. So I really do like the chances of Windsor Avenue and I'm quite sweet on the price as well. Yeah, he's been a bit of a funny horse. He had a bit of a reputation a couple of years ago. He seemed to have lost his way, but um, definitely bounced back to form when he took that sky bet chase. He was a big price out there as well. He was 40 to 1, maybe a bit fortuitous. But uh, yeah, if he, if he's anywhere near his best, he's certainly a major, a major player in this. And yeah, I wouldn't put you off him if you liked him. Uh, I'll come to you here, Liz. Uh, who did you like in the Premier Chase? Uh, yeah, so I've gone for Espoir de Rome. Um He's, yeah, he's he's uh, come here on a 125-day break, um, but he has won four from five um, when he's been um, fresh out. Um, so he, he obviously likes it. Um, he's he's won on pretty much every ground going from, from good to heavy. Um, and he's only had the five starts over fences and he won two of those. Um, so I think there might be further improvement from him. Um, and yeah, he's, he's the highest rated. Um, so if it was a handicap, it, it'd have to concede the weight all round. Um, so yeah, I've gone with, uh, Espoir. Yeah. He's definitely probably the most interesting horse I would say in this lineup. That form is, doesn't look too bad from the column. Parker at uh, Carlisle. He was going very well when he uh, fell in the mild May at Aintree last year. He could still have bags of potential. He's well treated at the weights. Yeah, very solid claims for Espoir de Rome. And how about you, Paul? Um, where would your vote go? 
Yeah, I'm going to side with, with Elizabeth here. I've gone with Aspar the, the Rome from the Kim Bailey Yards. The horse that I tipped up the last time at Linkfield was Itchy Feet. And he looked as if he wants about five mile. He was only getting going towards the last stages, but never looked like he was going to actually win the race. He finished last of, of the four finishers. It was only four got round. It was a link field last time out, but he never looked like he was going to win. So as much as I wanted to decide with Itchy Feast, I've gone with Espar de, de Romane. I think Elizabeth's covered, you know, she's covered everything. He was a, a beaten favourite, two from five over fences to date and was a faller at Aintree in a grade one contest won by Chantry House. Beaten favourite last time out, finished third or six behind Fiddler in the roof. And I think he's uh, just a tentative nod here for, for Kim Bailey's start. Okay, two votes then it is for Espoir, Derome, and Izzy is going to side with Windsor Avenue. The last race we're going to preview at Kelso is the feature race on the card. It's the Bet365 More Battle Hurdle. And an interesting bet and heat here, seeing a couple at the top of the market. We've got Autumn Evening at 6-1. to one. We've got Cormier at 13-2. Favoir at 8. Um, very tight, competitive race. But uh, I'll come to you here, Liz. Who did you like in this one? Um, well, I have a soft spot anyway for Beaver Dare, um, although he is getting uh, getting older now, isn't he? He's eleven, um, but he's. I mean, he's. Yeah, I think I think he's still got it, even though he's he's still a bit older. He's won fifteen of his twenty four starts. He's obviously won two champion hurdles, um, but this is his first after a three hundred and thirty one day break. Uh, but he has won five times when he's when he's come um, first out. Um, and, um, he's missed, he's missed the whole of 2020. Um, but he's run well in defeat recently, um, when he was behind Abercadabras, um, in the grade one at Aintree, um, last April. Um, he was rated, um, 172 and he's now down to 153. Um, but if they've got him ready, um, yeah, I think he'll, I think he can win even if he's a top weight. Yeah, he's definitely the class act of the race, you have to say. It's just if he retains that ability, he's going to be carrying big weight and there are some younger and progressive horses. But if he's anywhere near that Aintree run, maybe, he could definitely be uh, right in contention. Um, Paul, I'll come to you here on this one. Um, who did you like in the Moor battle? I like Autumn Evening from the Jessica Harrington stable. Sean O'Keefe was over to take the mounts. I thought Autumn Evening ran a cracker to finish third at twenty-seven. In a competitive handicap hurdle won by Colmy Lyrie at the Dublin Racing Festival. Won a five-runner event of Fairy House on his previous start. He's high enough in the weights would be my only concern off the marker 147. Carries 11 stone six. He's only a five-year-old and there should be more to come. And I think six to one represents a bit of value about autumn evening. Okay, so Paul's going for the Irish Raider autumn evening. And how about you, Izzy? Who did you like in the, in the more battle? Well, I think, to be honest, I'm, I'm quite similar to Liz in the sense that I've got that soft spot for Beaver Dare, just really excited um, to see him back on a course. I think, you know, he he should have the class, I, I feel, here. I've, I've been a bit disappointed with a couple um, in here, for example. I was quite excited to see um, Favre, um last time out and at Wing Canton. You know, I think that, Obviously, Adagio and Goshen really battled it out there. Um, and Favre was, I feel, quite disappointing back in third. You know, 13 lengths third. Um, so I just haven't felt um, super confident with a, with a few of these. So I do like Beaver Dare. I'd love to see Beaver Dare come back. 
Um, and you know, we know we know that Henderson can get one to go fresh, especially after a while. And you've got to, you've got to count that you know if there's anything up with the horse, Henderson always puts the horse first. It won't be running um, if it wasn't completely fit. So I feel like he. I feel like um, I'm just quite excited to see Beaver Dare. So I think I'll go for Beaver Dare just because of that. Yeah, well, well Nicky Henson does have a pretty decent record in this race. He won it a couple of years ago with We Have a Dream. I think he won it as well in the past with Simon Sig. So it is a race that he, he has done well in the past. I quite like the chances here of um, Stuart Crawford's runner, Sam Daru. Uh, ben Bromley, interesting jockey book and claiming uh, £7 off the horse's back here. I wonder if maybe they've got ambitions for a big target later on because uh, he's the son of the recent, their racing manager, Anthony Bromley. He's done pretty well, Ben Bromley, when I've been seeing him ride. He claims a seven here. And Sandra Rowe won last time out at, over the course, um, over slightly further, two miles five. He might have been a bit fortuitous, but he won off a mark of 135 that day. He's only raised three pounds. So essentially, he's going to be running off a four pound lower mark here. Um, he's got a bit of back class. He was previously trained by Gordon Elliott. He finished third in the Fred Winter. Uh, when he was a juvenile, kind of lost his way a little bit um, towards the end of last season at Cheltenham and Punchtown. But on some of his earlier form, he placed in some decent hurdles at Thurles and Leopardstown. And I just thought off a mark of one three uh, um, one three eight with a seven pound claim. If it does turn into a bit of a stamina test over the trip, I thought twelve to one was a bit of a crazy price for him. I thought he should be at least uh, buying it out um, it, amongst the market protagonists. And yeah, I, I quite like chances of Sam Daru. So we've got two votes then for Boover Dare. And Paul was quite keen on the chances of the Irish Raider autumn evening. So that's the action that Kelso covered. So we go to the 115 at Newbury, the next race we're going to look at. And the current favourite in the betting is ASO uh, for Charlie Deutsch and Venetia Williams. Uh, Paul, I'll come to you here on this one. Um, ASO, class act of the race, but he's up against it, carrying a big weight. Yeah, he is. He's got a, a couple of characters in, in this, and and you know, did all of you could make a case for for a number of these. The one that I've come down on the side with is the the Evan Williams train prime venture. Adam Wedge takes them out. Prime venture struggled over hurdles last time out, but prior to last ran out a ready winner of a similar event over fences and testing conditions at Sandown in early January. He's a hold up performer. Testing ground at Newbury just could be we could just see an Adam Wedge special here on prime venture. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, he won that vet, the veterans final. Um, maybe the mark could be maybe a little bit on the high side, but yeah, if uh, if the ground does get quite testing, he'll certainly uh, favour those conditions. How about you, Izzy? Who did you like in the veterans race? I really quite like Corto Rico. Um, he was second to two for gold. Um, uh, who ran well at. Doncaster in December um I think that you know he looks as if he's been running in a little bit better company company than this recently despite being a veteran um and he's quite lightly raced generally um I think that he looks quite well off at the weights here because you've got Kieran Buckley taking five off as well um obviously as Paul mentioned ASO got a lot of weight. Um, you know, ASO is a fantastic horse, and you know he's he was um, second to Black Lion, who's been on fire recently um, as well. Past um, pulling up last time, so you know you've, you've got a like you've got a like ASO at the top of the weights there. But I think Corto Rico, I think currently I have him as second favourite. Um, I think quite worthy, and I won't I won't be surprised if Corto Rico goes off favourite. To be honest with you. 
Well, I can actually tell you there is still five to one lurking around uh, with one bookmaker, Bet365, I can see. Um, so so maybe the day each way would be maybe a good bet because he's a horse that doesn't maybe necessarily win, but uh, he always seems to run on into place, into the place money. But maybe this could be his lucky day. And Liz, um, how did you see this one? So I've gone, I've gone for ASO. Um, and uh, yeah, I love a I love a veteran's chase, but I think it yeah, I think it's so good for the horses that are getting older. Um, he was third last time out. Um, granted, there were seven runners, only three finished, um, but it was an improvement on his pulled up uh, before that. He's not been to Newbury for a long time, um, but he has enjoyed it when he's been there. So uh, he's had two starts over fences with the first and the second, and of course he's been placing a few Ryanairs at the festival in his heyday. Um, granted, this isn't obviously the, the level that, that it is when he runs on Saturday. Um, but I, I still think that, um, I still think that it will do well, even, even at the top of the weights. Okay. So Liz likes the chances of ASO. Me and Izzy like the chances of Porto Rico. And Paul likes the chances of Prime Venture. So, uh, diverse range of opinions there. We then go to the feature race at Newbury on their card, uh, on Saturday. It's the 150, the Bet Victor, Greatwood, Gold Pup, Handicap, Chase. An interesting, um, an interesting race. We've got a few in here at the top of the bet in Dublin four, um, one here on his um, seasonal reappearance over the course and distance. He's your current favourite four to one. Tamrock de Mathan for Paul Nichols, who's got an excellent record in this race, has been well supported. He's now nine to two. Senior citizen at five to one, and bigger are the rest. Uh, Izzy, you can have first say on this one. Um, who did you like in the Great Wood? I quite like the look of Amula Gold. Um... I feel like I've had a little trend here of going for the second in the weights. But again, here you've got um, Jack Andrews taking five off. Um, last time out of Warwick, it was Bridget Andrews doing the steering. And um, I think she went well um, to get third. And I think I actually put Amula Gold up for place um, on the pod that week as well. Um, I'm quite impressed. I think, you know, this could be... I think Amula Gold has struggled to get his head in front of recent and I feel like this could be a good opportunity. Um, and I think one for the taking, quite a nice price as well. So Amula Gold for me. Yeah, Amula Gold, interesting kind of horse. He, he actually had a, a nice uh, seat to watch Shishkin versus Amergamain. So obviously this is a lot easier for him and he's got the £5 claim of uh, Jack Andrews. So uh, maybe a few things there in his favour. I'll come to you here, uh, Liz. Who did you like in the Great Wood? Um, I like Faranay or Faranet, either or. Um, so, yeah, I've gone for a Venetia double, haven't I? Um, but beaten favourite last time out um, in um, a Class 2 handicap, but it was over three miles um, at Sandown. Um, so he's, he's back down to two mile three. Um, so I think um, he'll, he'll definitely he'll definitely do the trip this time. Um, and he won, yeah, he won over two mile four um, easy enough at Sandown in January um, at this level. Obviously, Char- Charlie Deutsch is, is has ridden thirteen winners last month, um, and he's and he's been on Farinay for his, for his two wins that he's had. Um, so, he, so he obviously knows the horse. Um, so I've gone for Farinay. Yeah, Farinay definitely was a horse that I thought was going to go places this season maybe he could be a Sandown specialist but um yeah he's he's 
only seven year old and he still could have a little bit more to come and a mark 137 maybe could still be within his range so Faraday it is for Liz and how about you Paul um who did you like in this one I quite like the Alan King trend senior citizen who's only having his third start of the season his form was pretty consistent he's usually there or thereabouts he was last seen finishing second behind Mike Toddy at Aintree back in November and prior to that he was a good winner at market race and two starts ago in October so it's the, the likely race for this time of year senior citizen for Alan King and Tom Cannon Okay so we're all going for different uh, opinions there and I quite like the chances of Kaluki um, he is a bit of a quirky type um, he's a bit of a price I thought uh, he tends to go quite well at, at Newbury he won uh, a grade two um, race here in the past and I just thought that um, that he might be able to get back to winning ways returning to this track and he's now two Pamela but um but the trip might just be against him. He, he has shown he's better over further. So yeah, a few of us um like different options there and uh, hopefully we've got the winner covered. Um we then go to the last race we're gonna feature, which is the three thirty at Doncaster. It's the Virgin Bet Grimthorpe handicap chase and Lamilos is your current favourite. We've got Mr. Malarkey at nine to two, Storm Control who we referenced earlier as five to one, Cloth Cap at six and bigger are the rest. I'll come to you here, uh, Liz. Um a few old favourites in this race, but uh, who did you like? Um I quite like Powerstown Park. Um so he's won two of his last three starts uh, with a pulled up um in between. Um he put a three timer together over hurdles last year and they've obviously gone chasing with him. Um he's had six runs over those fences uh with with uh two winning two of them. Um and I yeah, he did he did survive a quite a bad mistake two out at Hereford the last time out. Um, and he, he goes up six pounds, um, from his latest win. Um, but they've gone for a three, they've obviously gone for a three pound claimer this time. Um, so yeah, he's only three pound higher. Um, and Sam Thomas is in, in flying form recently. Um, I think over the past 12 months, he's had 46 runners over fences with 15 winners. That's a strike rate of nearly 33%. So, um, yeah, he's in good form at the moment. Yeah. Sam Thomas, I think definitely is, um, improved as a trainer this season or maybe it's just the fact he's got better horses but I remember this horse past Town Park when he won at Hereford it was a bit of a bit of a, a scare if you were on him um he looked like he was cruising and then uh the the favorite Oscar Robertson was coming back into the race and then Paris Town Park uh the button was pressed and then he was able to get the job done in the closing stages but yeah I wouldn't put you off him he's been a very progressive horse for Sam Thomas this season and with the yard going great guns who knows that he's might, might not have yet reached his limit and how about you Izzy I think uh I think all the listeners will be praying that the nap's going to come in here <laughs> it's going to be a bit disappointing if it doesn't, isn't it? Um, well, I will start by saying that I do completely agree with Liz Powerston Park. I think, you know, for Sam Thomas, who's currently off a 40% strike rate, does look really, really good. Um, also, obviously, we mentioned earlier Storm Control um, got the jockey taking £10 off again, but I am just a little bit concerned because that it is a uh, further trip this time. And I'm not entirely sure that considering Storm Control idled in front over two mile seven that he's really looking to go up and trip. So that just leaves for me the Nigel Tristan Davis trained under supervision. Um hasn't really looked the same since he crashed into the rails at Cheltenham in October against Does He Know? 
um, who won on that day. Um, but if you look, does he know did get up at Ascot a couple of weeks ago? Um, and I don't think Understeed Division should have any issues with the distance. Um, so with Sam booked, the form franked, um, I think we could be on for a revival here. So I like Undersea Division. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. He's much better off with Lemelos at the weights. He's a horse I don't think we've got to the bottom of yet. And yeah, who knows? Off a mark of 132, he could still have a little bit more to come. And Paul, you get the final say on our final race. I am with Lemelos, who comes in here, I think, in, in terrific form. No questions to answer. Bar is handicap mark of 143. Carries 11-8. Alan Johns in the hot seat. He's a winner of three of his last five starts. He won at Sandown last time out off the mark of 139. He lines up here off 143, which I think is fair. And I think it's his race to lose. In my opinion, he's the one they all have to be. Yeah, he's definitely come out of left field, but he's won his last two starts very, very convincingly. And yeah, probably the, just the mark is the, is the question mark with him uh, to whether he's still good enough to win this. But Paul thinks he'll get the job done. And uh, Liz likes the chances of past Ham Park and Izzy's gone with the banker of the weekend under supervision. Um, so that rounds the television action that uh, we've gone through there. Um, before we sign off, we'll just see if anyone else has anything for this weekend. I'll come to you here, Paul. You normally have something for us. Do you like anything this weekend or is it a quiet one? Just before the weekend kicks off, when a lot of people will be clapping off or after clapping off from work, I'm off to Dundalk for the... Um, we've got a qualifier for the Kentucky Derby. The Patton Stakes goes to post at 8 o'clock. I'm really looking forward to seeing the Joseph O'Brien train in ecstasy. He's unbeaten in two starts at the track. He will need to step up, but I think that is entirely possible. Declan McDonough takes the mount, and I think if that goes in, the pair could well double up in the finale with Oblivious, who finished third on her last couple of starts. Tongue tie applied, nicely drawn in stall three. Declan McDonough once again in the hot seat for Joseph O'Brien. Okay, so Paul's got a couple for uh, the floodlight action at Dundalk on Friday evening. How about you, Liz? Did you like anything away from the racing we were speaking about? Um, no, I think I'm going to save all my pennies for Cheltenham, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's a wise call. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, nothing nothing extra for me than the ones we covered. Okay, nothing from Liz. And Izzy, anything else? Another Nigel Tristan Davis lurking somewhere or that's it? Um, no more Nigel Tristan Davis lurking, um, but I am quite looking forward to seeing um, Risk and Roll in the 405 at Doncaster at the weekend. Um, Tabloff for Wesley on board taking three off. Now, there is a D in the form figures for Risk and Roll, and that's because last time at Newbury, um, the, Brim, the Brimming Water, Sam Tristan Davis uh, led, won that day. Um, but Risk and Roll, and I think it was the big breakaway, were having their own battle um, over, by the, over by the railings and Risk and Roll was um, impeding the run that day. So I'm quite looking forward because I feel like if you actually watch that back, Risk and Roll really does start to get on a roll. Um, that was over three mile. Um, and it's he's back over three mile again on Saturday. So yeah, just looking forward to seeing this tomorrow. I think could could come up this time. Okay, so we're hoping there for some redemption with risk and roll. And I 
quite like one. I'll just put a good word up for Comanche Red. He runs in the 337 Newbury. Um, he's been facing harder assignments behind the likes of Marie's Rock on Boxing Day. He finished a respectable weight from the Lanzarote. Uh, he's fallen down the weights to a mark of 123. He's four pounds below his last winning mark for Briscoe, and he's currently 20 to 1 with some terms. I can't believe his price. He was a classy horse back in his day. Like I say, he has lost his way, but Jamie Moore is a very positive jockey booking. He's only ridden him once in his career, and that was the last time this horse won at Plumpton. So, yeah, I think uh, this trip, Ground should be fine. It'll probably be given a prominent ride. I thought he had very solid claims and he's 20 to 1. So, yeah, that's going to be my other fancy. So, thanks um, for Paul, uh, Liz, and Izzy for giving up their time this week. Hopefully, we found some winners for you. Remember to follow us as well on uh, the likes of Spotify, Apple, and SoundCloud. That's where our podcast platforms are. And also, as well, if you want to check us out on the socials, we're on Twitter and Instagram at In This Other Podcast. So, thanks again. Please gamble responsibly and we'll be seeing you again soon.